Hello! Welcome to Tater Talk. Bringing you all the rootin' tootin'est, crispiest of business from right here in the kinda cold South Florida. I don't know where this accent's going. It started off different than where it's ending up, but I can just tell you, you guys have yeed your last haul. Sizzle, wow. sizzle, 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 sizzle. Question mark? Whip crack? <laughs> and, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought that this could be. It's me, Anthony. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm ready to get this party started. I'm Brian. I am clearly walking on sunshine, Joe. And in the spirit of Jen, who's not here this week, I didn't get any of those references. I'm Carlos. <gasps> yes, that's right. Jen is temporarily dead. We will go see if we get her out of Tartarus next week, but for right now, she knows what she did. She does. She's carbon frozen. Also, great Ameri- greatest American hero. Come on. That's right. That's what I know Joe knew it. Yeah. I got you. As soon as you were starting, and I was like, I don't really know, and then you, you ended it, and I was like, oh, I do. I think I know where this is from. I just can't place it I almost it right did now. the Seinfeld vo- version. Oh, uh, yeah. What is the Seinfeld version? It's um, uh, George Costanza's uh, voicemail or answering machine message was, believe it or not, George is a non-home. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Where else could I be? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that one for the longest time used to be my old voicemail. Nice. Like on my old Sony, uh, remember my old, Joe will remember this, oh, remember my yes. old white Sony f- yes. uh, slide one? That was my voice. It was. That. I, now that I'm thinking about it, it was, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't change the name. I still said George. So people who didn't know me were like, um, I guess I Anthony? called the wrong number. Some. This is supposed to be for Anthony. So. Those are the best. <laughs> I love those ones. I, I, I guess this will get to you. If you did think it's the wrong number and you left that voicemail. That, that was also back in the day when, you know, people would check their voicemails. True. Now it's just text me. Oh, man. If you send me a voicemail, it's I'm horrified. I've yeah. never been that person who checked voicemails. My voicemail used to say things like, hi, you've clearly gotten my voicemail. Please don't leave a message. I'm never going to listen yep. to this. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. I would say if you need to contact me, you can text me or you can call the store. You know where I am. One of my favorite <laughs> things is now our phones will try to uh, transcript the voicemail. Oh, oh yeah. It. And the things Siri thinks are being said. No, the, the fishing just emails are the best. It, it, it's the best when it's like the the Chinese ones. Yes, because it's just like no. <laughs> <laughs> Siri doesn't do well with accents for me. No, no. Mm-mm. It's I look at it and I go, none of that is a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> mean like how uh, Anthony started out today? Like none of that was a sentence. None of that is. Hey, there, partner. Oh, is that where it ended up? Yeah, I'm talking hey, about it where was it a started. <laughs> it was a little bit of southern, a little bit of cowboy, a little bit of rootin' tootin' Pecos Pete. Where it ended up, you're right. I don't it know actually was it supposed to start oh, there, and no. I don't know why I didn't start it there. That's yeah. how I, I'm like. Wait a minute, what are you doing? Yeah, it mostly did not start there. At it started all. off as a weird. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was Aussie at first, and I gotta yeah. like, that's where Aussie. I thought that was going. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I gotta start just deciding on the accent before we record, mm-hmm. not just letting it. Or, or just your voice. You could, you could just be you. I could. I mean, I, I mean, people like uh, you. There's nothing wrong with you. I don't know. You're well. perfect just the way you are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Carlos is a guest, so he Yay! should be on his best behavior. I am. I, w- I will try very hard. Why would yeah, we want so that? Don't insult me. I mean, you can insult him all you want. Done. 
No, he's the Jen. <laughs> I'm running with it. That means he gets picked on all the whole time. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to work out like when Jen's here. Yeah, just, no, but, my two cents. Yeah, just but, my two cents. In all fairness, she picked on herself. I mean, it's just way too easy. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. You do make it really easy. She does. She knows it. We it's love not like Jen. it's a surprise or we anything. We do love her. We Something's got to be easy about it. Ooh. <sighs> Especially if it's not a con. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's or, get into, oh, or a holiday party. Yeah, or a holiday party. That's true. Uh, one of those is coming up for her, though. So hopefully, you know, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. July Fourth, all the time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on to some comics here. I guess that's what this is about. Yeah, it was a real page turner, Brian. You're right. It was. Flip, 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 flip. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anthony, you want to start us off? What did you read this week? I read uh, Batman White Knight Presents Von Fries. Ooh, Von Fries. Von Fries. Oh, I forgot that was out. I wanted to read that. It was oh. very good. Uh, <laughs> although, it was... Okay, before I nitpick. It was good. I actually really enjoyed it. Specifically, since I have not been enjoying the sequel to White Knight, this whole Curse of the White Knight's been like, oh, why is this happening, man? Like... Y'all didn't need to do this one. However, this was really good. Um, it, it's going to be like a little mini series that kind of tells the origin of Doctor of Doctor Freeze, Mister Freeze. Oh fuck it, he is a doctor. So Doctor Freeze, Doctor Freeze, Freeze. Works fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm in this book. He is not Mister Freeze yet. So whatever. Um, it talks about how his you know father was like a scientist who ended up kind of signing up for the Nazis, but he befriended a Jewish man that showed him that not to be racist. It shows you how he meets Nora. Awesome. However, and I, I know this is a, a kind of shit nitpick or a shit pick. It's the same. Pro- it's the problem that Batman has. And it's the problem Spider Man has. I get that those two are your marquee characters, but not every character has to be connected to them. Yeah. In some way, in it, this it's one, it's so dull when that happens. Martha goes into labor in the lab, and Victor Freeze uses the cryotechnology to help stabilize her no. while he gives while he helps uh, birth Bruce. And uh, Thomas Wayne is like he works for Thomas Wayne. I'm like cuz of course you had to work for the Waynes and be the Bruce's birth. And it's the same thing that happens with Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, but I'm like I I know every character is somehow someday some way going to connect back. He's going to know Peter's parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going to know Peter's parents or was an old army pal of Uncle Ben. Or secretly went to school with Peter, <laughs> something, and I get it because they're your marquee characters. But mm-hmm. just I'm like, oh god damn it! Why does Mister Freeze have to be the one who helped uh, deliver Bruce? Yeah, <laughs> was that necessary? Why did Victor Freeze and Nora Freeze, or the future <laughs> Nora Freeze, mm-hmm. have to be part of Bruce's birth? Whatever. So that means Batman's whole like rogues gallery is just like straight up old people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, yeah. See, Mr. Freeze is one of the ones you can get away with because he was kind of an older dude. He doesn't really fist a cuff with Batman. <laughs> he just shoots shit. It's harder when it's like, oh, did you also know that he knows Riddler and Two-Face from when they were children? Mm. Or no, they were adults. When they were, yeah. when they were adults. <laughs> when they were adults and he was Young a child. Young adults, but still adults. Oh, yeah. look. he Joker was easily in his 40s when Batman was a child. Like, yeah. That's... Freeze, you can actually get away with that. Did Martha yeah. Wayne go into birth and just the pearls just fell on the floor when, when her, wa- yes. when her water broke? Yes. Medical professional, and you use the phrase, go into birth. Go into birth. <laughs> Makes me so happy. You're welcome. She did have her pearls on, but no, they didn't pop off. Ugh. Well, they popped off. That's, that's where the pearls are. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh. 
Fair enough. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> that birth is pretty uh, intense. Maybe if she had gotten yeah. a different pearl necklace, we wouldn't even have a Bruce exactly. Wayne. Exactly. Oh. oh. That's man. where I was going with that. Thank Which, you. Depending yeah. on your theory, these would have no supervillains. That's right. All right. Mm. <laughs> As multiple books have tried to say that Batman created his own villains. That's right. By existing. Pearl drops out. Pearl drops <laughs> Man, I can't wait for <laughs> next year. I can't wait for Matt Reeves' Batman to show us yet again Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne dying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As always, they, you know, that's, that's one of the rules. You have to show Because if you don't show it, how do you know? How you do know what's going to happen. Ugh, plot twist would be if they didn't show that. If they right. didn't. They're like, oh, sorry about your parents dying. Sorry about it. I do hope Matt Reeves takes a, sp- uh, a page out of Spider-Man's book about Marvel Spider-Man. And just goes, you know what happened. Yeah. That would be great. I love don't. that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what would be really great? Like, like, we all think this is the Batman, but it isn't. This is actually about the Flashpoint Batman. Yeah. And and what's his face is uh is Thomas Wayne, That'd not Bruce Wayne. Like, you know, do a little do a little twist on this. All right. You little know. twisty McFisty. Little twisty McFisty. <laughs> do a little bamboozle. <laughs> Bamboozle. Bat-boozle-less? Shim yeah, shim bat-boozle. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah. A bat-boozle. Bat-boozle. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, uh, good read there, Anthony. Are you going to read number two? Yeah, I actually will. Okay. I, again, I enjoyed this one issue, then I've enjoyed all the issues of Curse of White Knight. Okay. Which is a bummer, because White Knight was so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'll go next. I, uh, I I mean, a lot of books came out this week. I had a, a hard, hard, hard time choosing which one I wanted to review on here. But this was the last one of Absolute Carnage, so I figured it would be fitting to just uh, to review this one. This is number five, Absolute Carnage. Goes into the backstory of how uh, Venom or Eddie Brock first meets uh, what's his face uh, Carnage, and in in their jail cell because they were you know jailmates or whatever. And jailmates? Yes, jailmates. Oh. oh, they're mating. I heard jailbait. Oh, that too. I, I, yeah, I heard Jill Bates too. Like, I was like, I don't know about that. Here? I mean, hey. this is pretty old. I don't. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, but look at this. Look at this cheesecake picture of Eddie Brock, though. Dude, if you Come got it, flog it. Beefcake. That is beef a beefcake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Beefcake. Beth. A Beth. It's a Beth cat. So it goes a little bit into that. Then it goes back into them fighting. And then, you know, they're just like, hey, you can't be. Uh, make sure you don't kill him or he kills you because you will rejoin all the codices which is what this entire thing is about which will awaken null and which is the god of all symbiotes and creator of symbiotes and he will come back into being which is the entirety of what carnage has been trying to do this entire time uh but carnage gets a hold of his kid and he's like oh well uh screw that i'm just gonna do what i what i always do kills carnage and uh null awakens so, <laughs> ba, ba, da, da. Ba, ba, da, da. absolute carnage. So, yeah, I mean, it's Noel's back. That that's the end of the issue. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, I mean, people know this. Everything know did this. they did was null and void. Hey, oh. Well, I feel like Donny Cates did achieve what his intent was with yes, this. Yes, it was to give. The symbiotes, an actual story mythos they can tell from now on that isn't heavily dependent on just Spider-Man. Agreed. And and they most certainly do between this and Silver Surfer Black. Mm-hmm. There's very much a lot of Null involved. Uh, and then also in this issue, um, Eddie Brock's kid actually finds out that Eddie Brock is his dad because his entire time he's just been saying he's a friend, an uncle, whatever. Uh, so 
finds out it's his actual kid or he's his actual father uh and they don't go into that it pretty much just ends with so uh you're my dad (laughs) (laughs) nailed it (laughs) nailed it uh you find out eddie brock's kid has some sort of psychic either psychic powers or he has uh some sort of connection to the symbiotes which would i mean it makes a lot of sense it's eddie brock's kid uh but he pretty much explodes one of the symbiotes in this mm-hmm. with using just his mind. Yes. So again, I don't know if it's because he can control the symbiotes or because it's a mind power. Who knows? Well, we'll find out in the next issue of Venom. Yep. I like that. The next issue of Venom, the first page is the last page of this. Yeah, one. exactly. It takes place directly after this. Damn. So we'll see where it goes. Absolute Carnage. Yeah, like you said, Donny Case. I think he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish yeah. with this. Uh, there's a lot of mythos involved. It involved pretty much every single Marvel hero. Yeah. And or villain. <laughs> Who's ever come in? Well, it's like we had a person this week because, you know, Absolute Carnage, uh, Captain Marvel came out. Like, why does mm-hmm. she even have an Absolute Carnage book? I'm like, she's had the symbiote. Yep. When they exploded all over New York for the Venom bomb, she was one of them because that's in continuity. I'm like, oh, you have not been reading. Yeah. It's definitely in continuity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Worth a read, as always. And like I said, it's the last issue. So, I mean, if you haven't picked up the other ones, I'm sure you could just wait till the trade. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll release a, an ultimate trade as well. That includes all the one-shots. December. They're putting it out quick. Oh, okay. oh yeah, because might as well. Holidays and all yeah, that Yeah, it's jazz. coming out the week before Christmas. Yep. So, yeah. Absolute Carnage. Great read. read Agreed. It. Yeah. Agree. Read? Agreed. Mm-hmm. I tried. Agreed is classity. Too far, Ryan. Too far. It's too far. It's too far. Agreed is classity. Oh, not bad, not bad. Okay. And then, uh, Joe, what else did you read? I So, small, not so honorable mention, Fantastic Four 2099, number one. Not so honorable? Whoa. No. Like, I ain't about that life. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, so, that moving on. Uh, I read Count Crawley, number two of four. We all did that book a few weeks ago, and I decided I wanted to continue reading it, and it is still phenomenal. Yeah. This book is great. It's fun. It's old cheese thriller, EC. Like, it's great. Uh, Jerry continues on her journey of drunken debauchery and running into a wolfman and fights off the wolfman, wakes up in her car kind of half crashed ish, mm-hmm. and uh, gets in trouble for being a drunk person with lots and lots of horrible things inside her car that, you know, one of her old high school friends is a police officer and is like, yo. Are you admitting that you are drinking and driving? And she's like, I gotta go. I don't know what's going on, but I must have been so blackout drunk yesterday. And he's like, are you are you serious? And she's like, I need drugs. And then she's like, I gotta go. And she just like speeds off. And he's like, what the hell? She needs to find out what's going on with the old Count Crawley, figure out what happened to Barnes, and gets into his house, and there's a cute little cat. Sure. And a secret key. Yeah, it's a cat. We'll go with that. Yeah. I said cute little cat. Yeah. There was... There was foreshadowing there yeah (laughs) just like when you see that cat it's not very hard to see what's gonna happen but i will say fun ride yeah still looks great uh at the end of this one it is a frankenstein-esque zombie monster that comes out of the shadows together a frankenstein's monster it's pretty great i i really i like this book a lot i i think anybody who kind of wants to enjoy themselves (laughs) old classic book you know it's fun it reminds me of an Elvira story still. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Especially the ending. As a compliment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, give it, a, give it a roll. If you have not read Count Crawley number one, you could probably pick up number two and still be all right because they, you you know everything you need to in the first couple panels. It's great. Yeah. I, I love how they they like showed pictures of the old the old host and his, mm-hmm. or the old, old host or whatever it is. It definitely just looks like Vincent Price. Yeah. Yes. Isn't, oh, <laughs> This w- is very much an homage to that entire era. I want this book to be popular because I would love to see 
next Halloween people dress as her because I think she looks so hilarious to me. Yeah. I want this to be picked up by like like some streaming service as a as a short form show like mm-hmm. almost like Sabrina like like it was oh. just, yeah. you know like like somebody make Count Crawley because this is such a great fun. weird fun book. Yeah. Do you keep the title as Count Crawley? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Count Crawley is like uh like 007. That's just a just a title <laughs> that you yeah. just pass through to other Creepy people. Creepy Crawley. No. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I like where this went. Thanks. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, yeah, the the book was was great. Uh, yeah. I also loved reading that book and it's it's only four issues. At least this, you know, at least this this mini series run is going to be, so and it's a quick read too. It doesn't yeah. take very long. It was fun to read. I liked it a lot as well. It's uh it's just fun. Yeah, it's just a fun book. It's a fun book. Like it's not going to change your life. You're just going to have fun, which is not a bad thing sometimes. Yep, that's what comics were originally about. I don't need every so. comic to like Blow, uh, give me a philosophical fucking quandary. <laughs> yeah. Everything doesn't need to be Watchmen. Yeah, or Absolute Carnage. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, Carlos, what did you read? I read um, Deadpool number one. Ooh. It's pretty good. And basically, it's a very easy formula. I actually, I know that the last time I was here, we talked about Thor speak and how I was not a fan of Thor speak or any of that. Um, This time around, I'm a fan of the Deadpool speak. (laughs) He talks fast. He makes a lot of references. Sometimes he breaks the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. Um, he He gets hired to kill what looks like the king of the monsters. Kills it. Gets an ally. She's pretty cool. We've seen her before. She comes into the fold. She comes out of the fold, does some other stuff, gets another heroine that comes into the fold, breaks the fourth wall a little bit. By the end of it, you get not an ally, you get an enemy. Ooh. Ooh. Mysterious. It's a. It's just the last shot. It's everything, and I loved all everything about it. <laughs> nice. Mystery. You giving synopsis from books for the week. All I feel the like, time. can we have you just weekly do this? That would be phenomenal. <laughs> just pick a random book. This is what Carlos says about this. Book. In Carlos's corner. <laughs> what do you think of the art? I love the art. Um, I loved. Well. I loved the writing. I love how how very quick and how very funny he is with the writing. Um, he makes just a lot of. Every now and then he throws he goes into a pop culture reference. I, I looked at the page that you flipped well, to, and I was like, that is a beautiful page. Wait a minute. That's an ad for Consequence. What the hell is Brew in every book right now? He's, Brew's in this one. He's, in, he's one of the agents of Wakanda. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to spoil who, who makes appearances in this comic book because it's pretty good. Uh-huh. And then the second person who comes into this comic book is... Um, or is that not Brew? Her. Oh, yeah. Yay! I love her. And then um, you can spoil it, baby. I don't want to because I really liked it so much, and it's so short and such a quick read. Okay. That I don't want to spoil it, and it's the first issue. I also did in honor of Joe. I picked up a from the shelf Fantastic Four twenty ninety nine. Aww. And yeah, right. I did not like it Mm -mm. at all. That's a Mm -mm. bummer because twenty ninety nine Alpha was awesome. Was it good? I see. It actually completely turned me off from reading the first twenty nine. Also, a Miguel heavy story. Oh yeah, it's Miguel and Doom heavy story, which are the literal two only good parts of the 2099 imprint yeah fair enough i just this book is boring mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, it's straight up like mm-hmm. it's not even like it's it's it doesn't it does nothing yeah. it, it it's just boring and it's real wordy yeah it is and then the art i didn't like the art so much um either. and then just it was very long and it just the cover's gorgeous 
Yeah. And that sold me. And I was like, all right, I'll read it. And then I just did not like anything. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> At least the book that you read, Deadpool? At least yes. Deadpool was. Least was. Deadpool was the win. Good, good, good. Yay. All right. And now uh, that brings us to our book of the week, which was the question. What was that? Is the qu- is the question? What is it? Are you I, questioning I don't know. it? I, I think it's the the, <laughs> the deaths of Vic Sage. <laughs> a black label book. A black label book that uses one of their goddamn heroes, the last god. <laughs> it, it is, and it's also the bigger format. Yep, uh, as they're supposed to be. But or are the, they? Or are they? Yeah, who knows? Because uh, also, Von Fries is a black label book. Yeah, and it's not that format. <laughs> yeah, but it was written by uh, Jeff Lemire and. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it very much read like an older, like, like, like kind of like how Count Crawley is like from that time. This very much seems like it's from that time until the very last couple of pages. I do have a nitpick uh-huh. and it's an unfair nitpick to this book. Yeah. I don't, I love Jeff Lemire. I don't know that I needed, cause I used to read the old question books, the old ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I needed the question to basically be turned into Rorschach, which is unfair since Rorschach was supposed to be the question turned up to 11. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, this is very, uh, it's got that old school shadow Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. like that feel to it. But some of the, some of it just went on and on yeah. for no reason. And I do agree entirely. The Rorschach, like the, the <laughs> kick it up a notch, kick it up 30 notches. I just feel like it's such unfair because it's like the Rorschach was supposed to originally be the question. And when Alan Moore couldn't use him, he created Rorschach, you know, yeah. like, let's take the question, turn it up to 10. And I feel so bad going, now he's Rorschach. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that's a shitty comparison. Yeah. But I liked the book overall. Hated the art. The art. Not a fan. The art. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the art was okay. At least the art was passable for me. It was readable. Um, it was legible for the most yes. part. Uh, so I could at least tell what was going on. Unlike some other books I've I've read where it's just like, I don't even know what... This is just a schmear. You could just say <laughs> Fallen Angels. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not wrong. The art, I will say, I hated it, but I tolerated it more because it felt like Watchmen art as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or like on someone's take on Watchmen art. And since he was kind of Rorschachy, he was like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. It just felt like like bootleg McKeever. Mm. Uh, like if I'm like really, if no, I'm gonna right. read like the, that type of sketchy style where it's it's everything is not drawn like perfectly on purpose. It's it's imperfectly perfect. You've got this where it's like you just didn't want to finish filling in half the lines you needed, and then when you wanted to overdo it in a lot of areas, no. It was mostly noticeable whenever he was transforming from Vic to the questioner. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the upside. Even though it looked like Bootleg McKeever, it had a hundred percent less penis in it. So thank God. <laughs> <laughs> McKeever likes to draw himself into a book, and a lot of times there's a peen shot, and I'm like, oh, oh. come on, American Jesus, you didn't need to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the book overall. Yeah, yeah, overall the book was great. Um, I did. It was very much of this times, <laughs> especially with the whole cable news thing that he's doing. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And in the news cycle and actually what's going on in the city. It's very much a book of the times, but also, again, like I said, it felt like it was from the 60s. Yeah, it told like a 60s, 50s, 60s voice of what's happening now. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with the exception of like the last like five or six pages. Yeah. Which were like, wait, what, what, what's going on? What? There's like a sage? I don't, I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. Did he give you LSD? Yeah. <laughs> he went on a vision quest in the end. Overall, I've noticed a lot of these black label books. It is literally hit or miss. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Because we've 
at this point we now we've reviewed quite a few black label books. We've reviewed, you know, Batman Damned. We uh-huh. did uh, we did Harleen, we which did. was a hit. Yeah, Batman uh, Dam turned into a miss. Superman Year One was kind of a miss. Yeah. Um, we did uh, the Lost Gods, whatever that which one was, was. Fine. It was different. That's, the last it was different. Fire or the Last God. That? It was the Last, last God. God. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was. It was, it, it was just different for me. Does everybody think this was a hit or was this a miss? I think it was a hit. I will read issue two. So it was a hit. It was a hit. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I think this was a hit. Um, as, as at least as insofar as as how Batman damned I thought was number one was a hit. Yes, we'll see where this turns up. No titties in this. I want to see. I want to see the questions boobs. <laughs> I, that would be yeah. questionable for me. I don't think I, I want to see his dick and his boobs. I, you know, I'm perfectly fine with his dick. I just don't know if I want to see his boobs. Like I wanted to see that like he had like a weird penis shield that also blanked out his penis like his face. Oh my oh. god! If he's like a Ken doll, it was a question mark. It just it's a question mark. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's not the hood. Oh, wow. Yes. You're fired. Yeah, I liked it. I like the the sequence where he breaks down like every single minute. That Um, I liked a lot. I would have liked to have seen that in motion almost. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they do things like that. Like, um, there's there was a comic book in the past. It was Batman, and it was Batman. I, was say I think Batman, it was yeah. I think it was Hush, uh, yeah. where he kind of breaks down like mm-hmm. how he breaks the lock, how he does that. They did a lot of that in this, uh, a la question style. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, as I was reading, I was like, wow, this is very Batman. But how Batman used to be, not now. Not Batman. now, Batman. No, 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 not now. Nope. Batman. <laughs> now Batman would just be like, do I punch him? Is that that's the that's the answer to everything? Now Batman right? would have already. <laughs> Yeah, punched Terry Bush. Yeah, he would have gotten a vision of a zombie horse and tried to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a hit. I enjoyed I liked it. it. The art's whatever, but the story's good enough that I can. And it ma- the story matches the art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the tone does. matches the, the art. tone. Yes, yes, agreed. So yeah, and now uh, let's let's move on to our Marvel minute. And by Marvel, I mean X Men. And by minute, I mean five. Or six. Like or six. Because there's two books to talk what about. What two books are we going to be spoiling everything about? It'll be Marauders number two and Excalibur number two. Correct. All right. So we're going to give you a quick overview of those books in the next five minutes. If you desire to not uh, hear any of that, skip five minutes ahead. Five minutes ahead. Starting, starting now. Uh, so let's go with, the for me, the weaker of the book, which was Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't terrible. It's just, it's very, very convoluted. <laughs> so, but here's my question. So basically what happens in this book is, for anyone who get quick synopsis, they decide they're going to go to um, the lighthouse that Excalibur used to be based out of that the Braddock family owns. They mm-hmm. get there. It's gone. Shenanigans ensue. The Fair. rogue, comatose rogue, ends up growing the lighthouse. Yep. Boom. It wouldn't be so convoluted if it was two goddamn issues. There's two issues worth of comic in one issue. So... Every page goes to a brand new resolution. You, you know, I, I I see where you're going with that. I, it's not that I, I do see it could have been stretched out to two issues. It just needed more explanation. Because this is very much a, yeah, you know what this all is. Yeah. Just go with it. It's like, no, no, I don't. I do. And <laughs> yeah. I still, because like, this is old Excalibur. I mean, they're literally, and I'm still like, um, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And part of it also is that, like, I love the team. I love the concept. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still here for this book and that. But, like. Do the Druids have to be visible to only Betsy? Oh, so you can create conflict with the team. Mm-hmm. Does does Rogue have to be a, a, in a coma of flowers? Oh, so because you, you need conflict with Gambit. Yeah. Did we have to bring Shogo along? Oh, yeah. 
Well, apparently at the very last page, yeah, we do. I guess so. <laughs> we, we had to because he had to become a dragon. Yeah. I agree. It's just too convoluted. It's overly convoluted for the... For the book that it was. The book that we're getting. Yeah. And I want to like it because I love the team. And I think the concept of the story is really good. Yeah. And, and I like the art. Yeah. I didn't follow that um, that they left the one the one chick on the boat. Because as it kept on going on, I was like, wait, why is there only three of them now? And then I had to flip back and I had to reread. Oh, trinary? Yeah, yeah. I had to reread. I was like, oh, they left her on the boat so that way she could sail the boat off. But Well, that's the problem, but though. It, but you didn't have to. <laughs> that's, the problem that it, that's the problem with the book is that you will begin a problem on one page. And by the next page, a completely different set of things has now happened that doesn't. Yeah. And I also kind of got annoyed when Kitty's like, I'm not stepping foot on that island. I'm like, why, Kitty? It's more your home than it is hers. Like, it might be in her family name, but. Mm-hmm. That was your home for a long time. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just—I agree with you. It just seems too convoluted. But like, and the, again, this is my complaint from the last mm-hmm. issue: the characters don't seem to know each other, which is weird because it's almost—it's half of the blue team. Yeah, exactly. It's literally a bunch of characters who are best friends. Yeah. So it's like whatever. Yeah. So uh, so let's move on to the better book. Which the better was, book, uh, Marauders, number two. Yeah. Really good. Great book. That was a really good book. Uh, I will. I'm curious to see what new X Men writers will think because. Or in readers, yeah. because Kitty for the past 15 years has been the, ever since Colossus died, the upstanding mutant citizen responsible teacher Kitty. Mm-hmm. But this Kitty who's cutting loose, I'm like, oh, that's how you were back in Excalibur. Yeah. You were a lot more like your mutant dad Wolverine. <laughs> kind um, of an asshole. Yeah. What did you think of her uh, of her pirate costume at the very end? Love the costume. Don't love the tattoos. I loved it on that cover. I don't need it in real life. I agree. Um, also, how- what's up with Pyro's skull okay. tattoo? I'll give you this. <laughs> I, I I think I would probably have my entire face covered in tattoos as well if I knew that if I die, I'd just get a new body anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking that as well. Like, oh, well, he's just going to die and they're going to bring him back. Without, without it. The, yeah. Um, I loved it. I liked that the entire mission in this book was a mission that Emma sent them on just to... Just to screw with Sebastian Shaw. Fuck with Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we know you're selling these mar- these drugs and on the black market and I'm going to have you stop. So I sent Kitty to go sink your boat. Don't do that. It's already happening. The black market's fine. It's just the wrong black market. It's just not her black market. Exactly. exactly. You're supposed to bring this to uh, an African country that can't um, outwardly support us, which yeah. we understand. Well, the re- but, yeah, yeah, but you're, you're bringing these to a country club that a bunch of rich, rich people, people just want them, just want them. <laughs> and I love that. Like when like bat rocks, like Kitty, I don't want to fight you. Why don't we just like, Got the drugs to where they have to go. We'll split the pressures. Oh, the drugs have already been replaced. They're already in that town in Africa. He's like, okay. She's like, we're going to sink your ship. Yeah. This is to send a message. <laughs> this sir. isn't about the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> this is about sending a message. And I do love when uh, Sebastian slams Emma against the wall and Emma just looks so over it. Like, mm, this is dumb. You know <laughs> yeah. you can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> it did not occur to me because I'm dumb. I don't know why it didn't. It didn't occur to me until this book. I'm like, well, of course now all five cuckoos are back. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, of course, Emma would say, yeah, the other two that died, they come back now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no shit. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I like her I like her pirate costume. Don't love the, the tattoos on the knuckles, but it is whatever. I, I didn't understand why it was a reveal, the very last page, that she was the Red Queen. You mean because it's, like, it's one of the covers for issue one? Not even that, but, like, oh. it was a very heavily alluded to beginning, you know, in the middle of the issue. Yeah. So. And that's, that's it. That is our five minutes. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was our Marvel Minutes. Police woman, Linda. So, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Carlos, you don't. 
I just got Jend. So we, when he <laughs> listens to the podcast, Jen because he hasn't read the comics yet, Carlos always skips the comic section. That's understandable. He goes yep. directly to news because it's his favorite part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he never got to hear the X Men theme song. Is, is a ripoff. A ripoff of a like Swedish was it? Uh, I've heard or that. Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yes. that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm caught up. Yeah. She's now become an integral part of our show. Yes. My chair has lowered itself by itself. I'm going to try to rectify Hi, that. Anthony. It happened while I was talking to Brian about X Men. My chair just went dink, 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 dink. It's going down faster than Excalibur. Uh, <laughs> it's going down for the world to see. Yeah, it's yelling timber. Uh, so let's move on to the uh, <laughs> onto the news segment. Yes. We didn't need that. So uh, let's begin too today. Much, Anthony, like too we much, did. No, we did. Too we much. did. No, let's begin today with uh, some Star Trek news. The uh, the fourth J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie is actually going to be moving forward. With um, and it's reported to be helmed by Noah Hawley, who has made Legion and Fargo. Ooh! So I like one of those things. I feel like he will make a film. I don't feel like it's going to end up being one of the J.J. Abrams ones, only because the studio was the reason why Chris Pine said he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want to pay him more money. Fair enough. I, is I he do not believe- coming back? He is at. He has it, the fourth film was already started to film it was supposed to be already on the way it's supposed to be the one with chris pine and chris hemsworth mm-hmm. uh and the studio did actually agree to pine's paycheck and then they backed out and so pine said okay bye yeah Ooh. i don't need this yeah it's possible maybe they'll do it now because they maybe i i doubt hemsworth is going to be in it because it's a new show you know yeah. it's a new movie so maybe they can do pine with whatever they want to give yeah. them um i would I would like to see um, uh, Jaylee actually be um, the new navigator now that uh, what's his face Check passed off. away. Yeah, now that so, Anton Yelchin is no longer there. Exactly, and she had a really cool character design. Yes, so I do think that would be really cool to still to see her step up in that role. Have this take cool. place a couple of years later. Yeah, and, I like that. And have her in that role. Yeah, I mean, and because of the nature of Star Trek, you can you actually can delicately just have Chekhov not there. You don't have to. Oh yeah. If you think it's too sensitive to address it, he's gone to another ship. Yeah. Or if you want to address it, you can. You don't even have to address it head on. Yeah. You can just have people be a little sad. Exactly. And you know, and then they just mention it once towards yeah. the end. We'll see. I mean, I, I want to see. I like this franchise of Star Trek. Same. I I look way I way more look forward to this one than the possibility of Quentin Tarantino ruining Star Trek for me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino is going to be doing a Star Trek movie. Yeah, an R-rated one. No. That's actually a thing that they are working on. Yeah. All right. I only watch these Star Trek movies because they're like Star Wars movies. What is going on? I don't think he can make <laughs> a Star Trek Star Wars movie. I, I myself, who like Star Trek. Yeah, you do. I already. really like these movies, but I also, they're not the same as they're, the Star Trek yeah. I love, but I like them yeah. for what they are. They're action spectaculars. Right. Yes. I don't think people cussing and having gratuitous sex and violence is Star Trek. Yeah, I don't either. And for me, I, that's one of the reasons why I do not like Discovery. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't mm. want more of that. Yeah. So I look forward way more to Noah Hawley's. <laughs> I like Fargo. So yeah, yeah, I'm in that place. I like Fargo. <laughs> Legion was very interesting at the very least. It was interesting at the very least, and then it just got boring as shit. <laughs> then it got a, like psychedelic and crazy at the very end. <laughs> Visually, it's cool though. Visually, but James awesome. Smart was yeah. great. But, you know, I, I do like seeing all these different filmmakers take on it as well. Agreed. Like last one, we got Fast and Furious in Space. Which is it awesome. Yeah. And that's, 
that's what I was building my brain and when I watching when I was watching I was like oh yeah this is Fast and the Furious in space uh, I would like to see a different villain other than a um, a Starfleet officer agreed I need that to stop I, I would like that for once I think with Noah Hawley we might if I mean this, if this happens I foresee us getting one of the more introspective Star Treks yes you know like maybe something that could have been from the next generation universe mm-hmm. but probably a little more action packed still yeah. I myself would very much like the villain to be not a Starfleet officer. I mean, technically, the villain for the first one wasn't, but he kind of was because he was only a villain because of what Starfleet did. Well, I don't know what Spock did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But even then, it's still like there's just a lot of villains in the Star yeah. Trek. I want it to be the Borg. That's what I want. <gasps> yeah, and I, I've always wanted to see this universe's take on the Borg. Yeah, I think Noah Hawley. If you're because the Borg is where you do the introspective, thought-provoking one. Because yeah, is. what is humanity? Boom, Noah Hawley do the board. Ooh, very nice, very nice. So let's move on to uh, Frozen. Frozen 2 had the biggest opening for an animation movie Let it go. ever. Hey. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, have, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Same Z's. I have. I have heard good things about it. Though. I want to watch it. I want to see it, yeah. yeah. Uh, it had $125 million in domestically. Come on, domesticity. And then $225 million worldwide. Yeah, that's China not a was shock. China was fifty three million alone in the weekend or in weekend. The, yeah, Ooh. it had the, it had the biggest opening of an animated film. I yeah. love it. So interesting in that art, the news about that is that they also classify, uh, rightfully so, the Lion King as an animated film. Yes, <laughs> rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. In spite of my anger towards the song "Let It Go," I did like Frozen. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and uh, even that song is not bad. It just haunted me for an entire Japan trip. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I ever tell you that? The first time I ever went to Japan was when... So Frozen it was, was right a after. big goddamn hit in Japan. It was the biggest... It's the highest grossing uh, animated American film ever in Japan. And we could not escape the song Let It Go. We heard it in every language. Yep. The best was we were walking in uh, uh, Takeshi uh, no, no, sorry, yeah, sorry, Street yeah. in Harajuku. In Harajuku, that's what I meant. Yeah. And oh my God, I swear, I think I watched Anthony's brain break. Every story we went walked in. through this, the, the, they're very close stores, and each one, as we walked by, was at Echoed a different it. point in the song, some of them in a different language. Yep. And it was like. It was like watching the clouds open up and then just rain on Anthony. Like it was just a little cloud above above him. Like in Animal Crossing, when the character's upset, there's a little rain cloud up. That was what was happening to him in every single story we walked by. I was in a bar at one point and then they karaoke'd it. Oh, uh, the, then when we thought we had escaped it, we were in the airport. No, we yeah. About to board our flight. The best. Let it go. I'm like, and oh my every God. time it said let it go, it was like watching it slowly chip away at his sanity. My, my favorite one was when we were in we were in Harajuku, and it was one of the little side like corner stores. So I think he goes, oh, there's some like belt or shoes or something yeah. in there. So he goes to go in there, and he's he's looking around for maybe three seconds, and then it comes on, and I think it I forget which language it was, it but was, just the opening note started, and Anthony's like, nope, he just turned, just turned or, around, just immediately just, turned around, and noped his way out of yeah. there, and what he was so angry. Uh, a while ago, <laughs> yeah, I forget what year it was, but 2017. No, 20? this is no. my first, our first Japan our first, trip. Oh, sorry, 2015. Had it been like 2014 right? or 2015. One yeah, of those two. one of those two. 
Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of those two. Yeah, one of those. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> I, I, I will say I have come back around to being able to hear the song again, not minding it. But, but man, that first year well, it was wasn't rough. attacking you for a couple years now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it literally came after you. I never heard that song anywhere unless you were with me, and then magically that song was on. Dude, I turned on the TV one morning and they were doing a Frozen game show with a bunch of Japanese school children singing their version of Let It Go. And I was like, come on. 2013. There you go. 2013, yeah. Really? So, so, so it yeah, was, it was 20, two years later. Well, it was 2014 is when I think they all came with us. Was it the very next year or the year after that? It was the next year. That was know. 2014. It was a year later. Yeah. 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 It, no, it was huge. Well, remember, it still. also got released in Japan super late. I, did, I think that song didn't go away. But it didn't go like, away. Yeah, it didn't go this away is BC. This is no, before no, Carlos because yeah, yeah, I wasn't Carlos. I wasn't yeah. present for yeah, that. I, was I like that this is BC. That's funny. <laughs> this is BC. Uh, and then uh, a little bit of uh, uh, leaking happened with some Star Wars scripts. Yikes. Get the bounty. Yeah, yeah no good. No, no good. Send uh, Amanda. So, yeah, send Amanda to get that script back. Apparently a Star Wars script showed up on eBay. <laughs> Because, you know, that's the best place to list something black market on eBay where everyone can see. Listen, if you can sell a limb, that's someone has tried to do. See, tried. Nobody's (laughs) succeeded, though. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm mad. Because he won't, J.J. Abrams won't say what actor's script got stolen, but apparently one of them got stolen, and I would die to. You're going to find out somehow Tom Holland had a script. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Tom Holland or uh, was it the or Hulk? Ruffalo yeah, or, yeah. I want to see one of the two of them on Twitter take blame for this it, yeah, was, they, me. it was me yeah they, I'm sorry I had a cameo uh, because of the story I feel like because the story that Joe was recounting was that someone had it under their bed and the cleaning crew got it I feel like it was Sam Jackson <laughs> I feel like he's the actor who doesn't give enough a shit it's like I don't care oh wait why would he have a script yeah, I was mind. about to say he wouldn't have one <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went back to Phantom Menace and all that stuff. You did? Oh, man. But I don't know. Mace Windu in this? I mean, oh, it would... man. No, he's... Yeah, well, no, he can't. so... No, he's not. <laughs> that yeah. was a journey that you just went on. It well, was. Because part of this also is that a massive leak happened a little while ago, which seems to be that the entirety of the script for Star Wars made it online. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently it lines up for when that script may have gone missing. Yeah. So people are like, oh, shit. That's probably all accurate. It's probably it's possible. It's very possible. So. And uh, so let's see here. Channing Tatum also wants to do The Max. He wants to take it to he The Max? Take it to The Max. Which, in case you guys don't know, it's a giant purple dude with a uh, with yellow, stinger, yellow hands. stinger hands and a beak. Animated, right? Uh, it was animated. It was a comic. Well, no, I think he no, no, wants no. to do live action. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Channing's going to go for the live. Okay. Although I have a feeling the Max will be CGI. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think well he'd have to be. I think he'd have to be. I don't think they're going to uh, the thing suit him. This isn't the 90s. Where in the 90s it would have just been, no, the Max is skinnier now. Yeah. <laughs> don't Cheeto him. Please don't Cheeto him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, cool. Stay away from Gambit. <laughs> Oof. Tell us how you really feel there, Anthony. Boom. Yeah. Stay away from Gambit. Gambit doesn't have dumb guy energy. I like Channing Tatum, but... There's a time and a place There's for a time Channing. and a place for Channing Tatum. It was never Gambit. But the Max, yeah. Bring your dumb guy energy to that. That just is... pump it into it. Pump it right full. Of I it. just want it to get made, and I want it to make a ton of money, because I don't give a shit about the Max, but I want a Scud movie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 Scud the, the Disposable Assassin? Disposable yes. Assassin. Oh, man. Have, uh, have um... Quaid on from what from the boys? Oh yeah, have him play Scud. Yeah, the mocap for it. Hey, if it wasn't for Scud, we'd never have uh, Rick and Morty. Yep, 
True. Yeah. So, but I'm, I, I mean, we'll see. I actually like these smaller indie titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it when they're, from what it seems like, being done like Bloodshot. I was like, wow, that's not Bloodshot at all. Yeah. Well, you Hopefully, this will be the match. See if this gets made. True. We'll see where this goes. I mean, he's still holding the candle for Gambit. Yeah. It's like, dude, stop trying to make the Gambit. Don't look happen. over there. Don't touch it. Don't think <laughs> about it. Keep his name out your mouth. Like I said, I like. I actually like Channing Tatum. Uh, I think he's funny when he's in the right movie. Yes. And I think from the neck down, he's attractive. Always. Uh, but stay away from Gambit, dude. You ain't Gambit. Yeah. Don't look over there. But uh, we lost Channing Tatum as a fan, guys. Who is attractive <laughs> all over, though? Henry Cavill. He still yes. wants to be yes. Superman. Whether or not Warner Brothers wants him to or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have opinions, Carlos. I am. Yes, always. Give it. Let him have it. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what it is. You let you, him have it. You, you give it to him. <laughs> you let him witch that that cape on. I will speak to their manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, apparently, yeah, he still wants to do Superman. But you know what, Henry Cavill, I do think is was a really good casting choice for Superman. It, he was never the problem. He, nope. he definitely embodies what I think Superman should be. Whether or not you guys give him the correct script to be that person is a different story. But I do believe he is he is your Captain America. Like, um, Agreed. Like uh, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. yeah. He's your Superman. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, yeah. 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 Very no. much so agreed. <laughs> and it's just sad because he's never... Because at the end of Justice League, you finally got to see him play... A different Superman, like oh, oh look, there it is, guys. Yeah, oh. for two seconds. Yeah, for there's two that, seconds. There, look at that charm right there. That was great. Now I know the problem. Part of it is it's not necessarily that because he says in the in the interview, he's like, I think I want the chance to finally explore Superman and play him the way I know I can play him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want that chance too. However, part of why you might not be Superman anymore is because of you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because his agent and him were trying to pull fast ones in negotiations because uh, he wanted more money. He no, I love Henry Cavill. He wanted movie star money. He's not quite a movie star yet. Not yet. Yeah, he deserves to be, but he's not. he deserves to be, but he's not. And his agent, who is the Rock's agent, who's also the Rock's ex-wife, was pulling a fast one, and the negotiating uh, pressure point was over the Shazam cameo. Oh yeah, because right. he didn't want to do it unless he got a pay raise for playing Superman, and they're like, "Just do the fucking cameo, dude." Yeah, and he wouldn't do it, which is when he didn't. And I'm like, if you wanted to be Superman, especially because you knew they were recasting Batman, do the fucking cameo. Yeah, so you can just stay in. Yeah, that's almost part of the problem is that he is a lot like Chris Evans, but Chris Evans did not get more for just doing a tiny cameo and something else. It was already worked into the contract, how many movies he was going to do. And a lot of the actors from from rumors and stories we've heard is Mm -hmm. that they were more than willing to just be on set for a day or two to do some sort of joke like having Loki turn into him and we've Thor. Heard, and we've heard those stories from multiples of those. So, like, oh, I was already on set. I'm not going to make it part of my it thing. It would have been so yeah. wise of him to go, you know what? If I got to be on set for two or three days, yeah, it's probably a massive pain in the ass. Two or three days, an hour. But like, you know, yeah. here, let me let me be, let me me be do this silly cameo thing and get this over with. Mm. And then I can continue being the person people perceive yeah. as Superman. Well, they were apparently yeah. using that cameo as their negotiating tactic. And I'm like, eh. I wouldn't have died on that hill. Yeah. I like you as Superman. I think you can be a very good Superman. I think you and your agent are a little mis... You know, maybe that was just more so his agent. Maybe. I mean, The Rock has also done some really weird stuff with DC. Agreed. With the whole Black Adam. So, so. The, which also has the rumor, people are wondering, will he show up in Black Adam? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. since it's the same agent. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> yep. Wouldn't that be some dick move if he oh. wouldn't be in Shazam, but he'd be in Black Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last bit of news, uh, the Batman has casted Carmine Falcone. God 
damn it, another person. <laughs> you know, again, maybe this is Thomas Wayne. Maybe this it's is John Turturro, right? Yeah, it's John Turturro. That's the other thing. All these parts are being cast by relatively bigger people. Yeah. There's no way that they're not all going to... This isn't a Batman movie. Yeah. This is a rogues gallery movie. <laughs> that Batman is in. Yeah. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Me too. I if that's really what they sell it as. But that this com- movie's trailer yeah. is each one. I, I hope it has however many bad guys there are. I hope there's a very specific trailer for just that bad guy and Batman's not even in it. I wanted to be in the last five minutes of this freaking movie. If this like, if this movie was called Rose Gallery, sure. It's called The Batman. Or Streets of Gotham. Ooh. Yeah. Streets oh, yeah. of Gotham would be great. Fair enough. But Gotham, you it's know. It's obvious you guys are doing Hush. Which I would never do Hush as a one-off movie. Uh, no. Oh, not Hush. Sorry. Uh, uh, Long Halloween. Long Halloween. Oh, okay. yeah. I would never do Long Halloween as a one-off movie. No. I would do it as... Long Halloween is three movies. That way you don't have to... Like, so we've got Penguin, Colin Farrell, not a no-name actor. Yeah, nope. no. We've got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, not a no-name yes. actress. She's probably the smallest actress in the movie so far. Mm-hmm. We've got... Who else? Uh, John Turturro as Fal- um, Carmine Falcone. Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget they've named. There's two other. They, they have. They have said. I, I that, general question for the room. Uh, yeah. Is it Falcone or Falcone? Because they've pronounced it both ways. It depends. Yes. Because the cartoon pronounces it one way, right. and then right. See, I always go with Falcone, just because okay. that's just. I think that was the first time I've heard it. See, for me, I, when reading it, I re- I read Falcone, mm-hmm. and then, uh, however, having the, I and I, I use asshat with love. The asshat who created Ra's al Ghul say it's Ra's al Ghul really, really, really yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. So when one of the people who created it say, well, this is how you say their name. Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard them say exactly how you say that name. Yeah, yeah, Damn yeah. it. I want to know what you meant because I'm not going to say it that way anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I, think I mean, just, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Exactly. And then, you know, somebody, another movie will say it differently. <laughs> I know, right? Damn it. I don't yeah, want we, that. It's Ra's al Ghul. Damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got, because we've got. Selena's as Catwoman, mm-hmm. Paul Dano as the Riddler. Oh, that's right. Mm. I mean, and maybe we're getting real lucky. Maybe yeah. we're getting really lucky, and we're reading way too much into this. And they, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all just in Arkham, and they chose very important big name actors, so that when we saw them, we knew exactly which person they are. So they're just going to walk through Arkham Asylum, and there they are. In you know, that's another cells. problem, though. If that's true, you ain't paying them all day player fees. Maybe you're blowing maybe. your budget out, so you're making sure Batman has to make money. Or you're doing the other problem. You're hoping to get a sequel, which means you're not really making. Screw oh. sequels. I think they're just going to joker the fuck out of every one of these characters. So why don't you just put them in Arkham Asylum, let them all break out by the end of the movie, and then give every one of them a, quote, real movie. Well, so and make then, billions of dollars. Listen, you're still not making a movie then. You're making a vehicle to well, launch those. Well, of course not. I want them I just to make Joker, a Batman a real movie. movie either. But yeah. I mean, here we are. No, I'm saying I want them to just make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry if you're going to get a sequel or spinoffs. Just oh, make yeah. a movie. I, yeah. I don't care either way, personally. I feel like this is there's already so much going on. There's no way that any one of these characters is going to get the time they deserve. Yeah. No. Or they all will, and then poor Robert Pattinson. You get to play Batman that you will be able to be featured in. So like, I it's one or the two. Die yeah. laughing if he's just not really in the movie. I will. Like, <laughs> I, I like. I don't think I would stop cackling through the theater. I'd be that asshole they'd be telling to get out. <laughs> oh, and we've Excuse got me, Gordon. Ma'am, can you please yeah, step away? Could you please stop laughing? We've so got hard? a pretty big name actor for Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. So yeah, it's, Jesus. Yeah, it's, we'll see where it goes. It's an action-packed movie already. It is. It I want to hear Robert Pattinson's Batman voice. In Gotham. <laughs> I hope it's British, but Bruce isn't. <gasps> Plot twist. Like Bruce is like, hey guys, what's up? And then he's like, I like Selena. It's like, oh, that's the British Ooh, accent you went with. That's the one you went with? No, like, like, like I want to be like a ridiculous. And I want to have Penguin just be like, 
you need to stop. But like in regular Colin Farrell voice. Nice. So Anthony, you need to stop. You're not Colin Farrell. <laughs> Bullseye. Ah, 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 you need to stop. Bullseye. <laughs> Stupid movie. The only one good thing came out of that movie. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, so that'll do it for the news segment this uh, this week. And now uh, let's talk about talk about some stuff. So since none of us saw Frozen. Um, Jeez, let it go. I know, right? We did. We? Um, let's just talk a little bit about Rick and Morty, and then we'll talk about Mandalorian. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Rick and Morty. Filler episode. Filler yes. episode. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, I'm sure one or two of those things will come back later on because most things do even in filler episodes. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. So, yeah. Mr. Poopy Butthole is kind of funny in this. Uh, Although we saw his best sequence yeah, in the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping there was going to be more to that than what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which also makes me think that this is a different dimensions Rick and Morty yeah. that we're following this episode, because uh, our our dimensions Rick and Morty do not know Mister Poopy Butthole. Yeah, so it's got to be that, as far as I can tell. Uh, but episode is very filler. It was just a whatever. Wait, I thought our dimension did know Mister Poopy Butthole because uh, Beth knew him as a, he was an old childhood uh, family friend. The uh, the reigning theory is, is that. Because before that episode, we had never seen Mr. Poo Butthole. But it was an old friend that all of them knew. And it just happened to be in whatever you know episode that it was. So the reigning theory is that that's a different that dimension. episode's a different... It's following a different Rick and Morty. Which they have done before. So it wouldn't be the first time... Or it might have been the first time. Who knows? But it, it would... It's not our you know, main line Which Rick and Morty. Which also explains that from that... They also use it to explain that why from that point on... Whenever you see Mr. Poopy Butthole, he's always commenting on an episode as if he's watching the real dimension mm. where Rick and Morty are at, or where our Rick and Morty are at, real dimension. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fake real. Yeah. I dig so, it. But it was basically just one long heist movie. It was It was okay. It was okay. It, it was not as strong. It was not as strong as other episodes this season. We're only at episode three. Yeah. <laughs> We're halfway through. Two left. Yeah. I guess maybe I wouldn't judge this so harshly if. We yeah. weren't only getting five episodes this season. Agreed. Or this half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So Agreed. you want it to be a hit every time. Like, knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. It, for how long it took to get to where we're at now, and how how feverish, like, the fan base is mm-hmm. for it, I feel like any any missed opportunity for it to be a Y'all could have not animated that one and got it to us quicker. <laughs> <laughs> they could have skipped that one and given us five. And yeah. there wouldn't have been one that was a, what felt like filler. Agreed. However, maybe some of this comes back at some other point, because a good chunk of episodes that are older do come back into play verbally somewhere else as a quip or something. Exactly. So I do want to see Ventrilo Quiver again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, Trucula. Trucula. Uh, yeah. I, like, see, I did like the beginning when they were gathering their crew. And then after they got their crew, I was like, ah. Uh, because I like that. Is that him? No. Is that him? No. Is that him? No. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Of course it's him, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a vampire truck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, Even though I watched it. Because you guys watched it. Last night. Last, last night. night. Yeah. I watched it. Maybe two hours before we recorded, and he just watched it. I didn't watch it right before we started. I, yeah. I know. I even right now I'm having struggling to remember certain parts of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Did you have any? It was the the first half of the episode was great. It's like you set up a team. Da 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 da. Then he made the robot, and then he goes into like this. I can't do like the circular it kind of back and esoteric. forth with the robot. Yeah. I can't. I can't with that. You tuned out. 
Yeah. I did. It just became infinity after that. It because just, I programmed you to. No, because I, I calculated that. No, because I programmed that. I and felt then like we were forth. all poopy yeah. butthole in that scene where he was just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, we <laughs> just end the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Rick and Morty. And then The Mandalorian. Oh. Which was oh really damn good. My heart. <laughs> My whole soul. I um so after the immediately after the episode was over, uh, Joe and I like I, we turned to one another. We're like, this could have been like if you put those first three episodes together, this could have been a standalone movie. Yeah, I would have paid that. I would have paid, and to it, it would have made a a bunch of money. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. talked to you guys. I after we watched it later mm-hmm. that night, I did watch all three in one chunk. Uh huh. And it played really well as a movie. Oh yeah. In that second episode, which some people have incorrectly said was boring and not great, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it. In that long context, I was like, oh, cool, cool. I needed you as a as a middle to kind of breathe from the first and before this one. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like um, the entire Mandalorian uh, enclave that they showed in this episode. Goddamn, uh, they're all cool. They were all, as, as similar as they were, they all had an individual design. Yeah, I didn't feel like in that one scene with all of them there that I was like, oh, who's who? I'm like, nope, I know I can, even by looking at like the heavy, without even finding out he was the heavy artillery, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a heavy artillery Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yep. And uh, John Favreau actually did his voice. Oh, cool. <gasps> yeah, John Favreau is the one who did the heavy Mandalorian's voice. I love that. Yep. And okay, so I know that she's. We've already seen her. She's nothing new. The the one that, that makes the all of the Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that is a great design. Yeah. I actually like watching. Like, I know that there's. It's not. That's not how you'd make. I mean, whatever. It's space. I. What do I know? Yeah. It's space. <laughs> but I actually do like watching the armor get made. Oh yeah, I, it, that's it's, cool. It's a nice little interlude. Yeah. That. You know, a nice little musical segment where you're kind of like decompressing from what just happened or you're trying to figure stuff out. It's cool. I like it. What did you think? Did anybody actually think he wasn't going to go back for him? Because I had a twinge of fear. I had a twinge. Nope. Like, I I didn't think he, I I thought it would be a really cool thing to drop him off. And we're not going back to this point until he towards the end of the season. I was thinking it would be an episode or two. Right. Or or a little bit. I'm really glad they didn't. Yes. But I had a twinge of how great would it be if they did actually just drop the child off. Yeah. And he moves on for a little bit. He tries to do another job and can't do it. He has to go back. I had a twinge because I'm like, no, that's not how you do this. But I'm like, oh, but directors like to subvert things. Right. That's what I was thinking. I am glad they did not make it wait episodes because I'm already still right now a little mad. I'm like, for those two hours you didn't have him, they tortured him. <laughs> and that's your fault, Mando. <laughs> I, I did find it interesting where when he did come back and for you know Baby Yoda... Um, the kid. Yeah, the kid. Let's just go with the kid. When he went back for the 50-year-old kid, that, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> that the one dude is like, oh, don't kill him. You know, I, you know, he doesn't deserve to die. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, so what is actually going on Which with tells this? me he is coming back. Yes, uh, okay. no, definitely. And not at any point did I... Th- okay, so when that character walked in, that the scientist walked in the very first time we see him, it's mm-hmm. like it was an immediate, you are the scientist that doesn't... It's not that you don't care. Yes. But you are here to facilitate keeping something alive. You're not part of the empire. Something. You yes. are not part of the empire. So when we saw him again, he's like, don't kill him, don't kill him. All I thought to myself is, like, well, of course you don't want him to die. Your only purpose of being here is to take care of that or use that in some manner. So you, well, so, and I think he likes him. I, I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I just think that it, it was very like, you're a scientist. You need the subject. He I, didn't kill him, did he? No. No, no, no. No, 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 no he's no. still That's alive. why he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. definitely coming back. I, I took it more so like he he has some sort of conscience where he actually does he do, I think he does care about it because I think he does know that it's very important and it might be the last of something 
Um, I agree. So that's that's what I took from it. But I see where you're, where yeah. you're going with the I, scientific. I think it, I can have both. Yeah. I can have my cake and I can eat it too. In yeah, because yeah. both work. Yeah, because yeah, 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 I, yeah. I feel like initially, of course, he doesn't, especially if that is the last of that species. Yeah. Or if it is the only one they've ever had. Well, and for me, I, yeah. See, and I look at it and I'm coming around. I wish Jen was here to hear me come around to her opinion. I am coming around to this being possibly a clone because oh, yeah. that scientist is wearing a Camino uniform, which mm-hmm. means he was, was on Camino. Yep. I can almost see his love or care for it be, I created this. This is right. my creation. I am essentially its father. Yeah. Because as he's not a Camino, and Camino ones don't have emotions. They're, yep. as a species, if you know anything about Star Wars, they are incapable of having emotions. So they don't care about their clones. Mm-hmm. That is a human. Yeah. So... It's, you know, it's why you don't name your farm animals. Yeah. As soon as you name your farm animal, it's not a farm animal, it's a pet. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like, oh, you care about him. You you done messed up. You caught feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's he's like got to come back. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Mando, kudos to feelings. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. yeah. You are a good actor, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With mm-hmm. the helmet on. With none of your actual body showing. I you convey so emotion. much emotion. Oh, yeah. All those emotions I got. I, I loved him grabbing for the stick, mm-hmm. and then the ball oh. wasn't there, and he's just like, oh. that, ripped, he that ripped my heart in screws half. Screws it back on, and he's just like, all right. Even the way he screwed it back on, they're like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, he would be a great voice actor, I bet, because he knows that you can you can act with things that aren't just your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, I love that shot when they first land. And Baby Yoda's in the carriage and the other ship lands and it just shows the wind blowing. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we were we were discussing it in the store all week. And quite a few customers actually disagreed. They think that it should only be a show. And they thought that it, doesn't, it wouldn't work as well as a movie. To which I, I kept saying, I think it would be a fantastic episode one type of oh, like a trilogy. Oh, yeah. trilogy. Yeah. So as soon as that got said, most people were like, oh, okay. So like you mean it would continue? Like, yeah, sure. I, I don't think this is a done story. But if it had to be done, I would be okay where this ends. Mm-hmm. If this we didn't get another episode of this and it was like haha fooled you it is supposed to be a movie I'd be okay with that because I think this is phenomenal and I I don't I do not seek out more information about the child mm-hmm. I do not want to know his species <laughs> name I do not want to know anything I like that it's a cool weird secret that's been around forever I'm not curious about that I am curious about if they're going to take that fucking helmet off him at some point though because I feel like someone's going to smash the crap out that helmet he's going to well, have to take and it see off. that's a different question that's a question that's been discussed a lot because the Mandalorian is not taking their helmet off is a new thing. Uh, Mandalorians, as recently as the Clone Wars, took their helmets off. Uh, Sabine did, even though there's debate on whether she is or is Django took it off. Django's not a Mandalorian. I know he's not a Mandalorian, but you know but yeah. what I mean, though. Like, uh, they only seem to start doing that around the time of Rebels, after the Great Imperial Purge. Mm-hmm. And it's been referenced very vaguely that that's an old tradition brought back. So that's also like... So I'm feeling like we are going to see him with his helmet off because it's, that still isn't like so in that can only be maximum a generation old as far as it, uh, having been brought back. It, it could also be a a breaking point for him because yeah. it is not that it's being foreshadowed, but it very much is a it's been hammered into our head. Like you don't ever take your helmet off. You yeah. don't ever take your helmet off. So him taking his helmet off would be a something emotional or something impactful. Of why yeah. he would do well, it. It's almost like Finn with the whole. Stormtrooper thing it's yeah. literally his being able, his standout moment his standing up to something might be I'm taking this helmet off and I'm going to well they I'm, are modeled after the right. Mandalorian right too, oh, exactly so. so well and it also could be because uh, he's very clearly trying to earn his right to be a true Mandalorian mm-hmm. and him taking his helmet off could be him like I don't give a shit anymore yeah which in reality would be the most Mandalorian thing <laughs> you could do dude I want one of those vibro blades oh yeah the two of them with oh, the blades yeah. just, like it's such a subtle effect of them vibrating mm-hmm. but yeah I, I 
Oh, in the end. Oh yeah, with all the uh, all the trackers shit. all sudden coming online. I love seeing Carl Weathers looking at it going, ah oh, man, you done effed up, didn't you, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I thought was cool. I think we were talking. I think we were we were all together yesterday and talked about how I liked how it did. This episode had some cheesy Star Wars shit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, but like in the good way, like. Like the scene at the end with Amando's flying next to the ship. That was cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it was cheesy in the way Star Wars is cheesy. Yeah. I liked that. I had yeah. hardcore Rocketeer fi- vibes from uh, that. Oh, it <laughs> apparently was supposed to be like that yes. shot that was there. Yeah. I like the I like that this whole time I'm like, I wish he would have a jetpack. I wish he would have a jetpack. And then at the end of the episode he says it, he goes, I need to get one of those. Gotta get me one of I'm those. I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even more back to the cheesy thing, the jetpacks. Like they all flew like they were on wires. It wasn't CGI. It was like they all, it, even if it was, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, but it didn't look like it was it you know hundred million dollars good. Yeah, because you know? well, now they, that okay would have been CGI. That. They would have all landed perfect. They wouldn't have had like if you I don't look, need some it. of them had like the jitter in the air because mm-hmm. it's all clearly wire work in a good way. Yeah, I liked that because they all because that's how Boba Fett looked when he flew. It never looked. Except for when Jango Fett did it, where it was CGI, and it looked CGI in those movies. Mm-hmm. All right, I have another question for the room. All right, so Anthony and I were discussing this earlier this week, and how, I, for me, I think in my old age, I have become very, like, like yeah. sad when things happen. I have become softened. I have softened in my old age. So Baby Yoda, for me, every time Baby Yoda's wide eyes would get, like, zone in on something, and he would get kind of sad or afraid of it, like, oh, no, don't hurt him. Leave him alone. <laughs> I must protect you at all costs. So... When that little baby Yoda decided it wanted to go, ooh, like freak out while it was being taken away, how did your heart feel? Broke. <laughs> Broke. Okay, Anthony and I were like, bitches, go on. You too. I actually saw it with Anthony as they wheeled him away and he made the baby noise as he was like, wait. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it, and and you, don't have to, you don't have to throw it out there like every time, but every time the baby does something. Stab you in the chest. Dies. It broke me. I they are like, just oh. twisting that knife. They're like, oh. That was the Make moment when I was like, am I going to hate the Mandalorian? Yeah. I was trying to think as the character, as the Mandalorian at that point. Because I, I, I tried to put yourself go from, in there. Yeah, go from their perspective. And so I was trying to go from the Mandalorian's perspective, which I was trying to think of as like, this is a job. It's going away. And, you know, and, and I could... It, even though there's a helmet on him, I could still he was still conveying that emotion with the slow head turn as it was going away, and then the hesitance of of getting your pay and all that other jazz. So I was getting I was getting that, but I was also getting this is a job. This is this is an episode. So three. Brian's a monster. This is no. the job. <laughs> Brian's a monster because because he's because this is it's not just for him. It's also for his yeah. fellow Mandalorians. So he's also watching out for them. He's got all this Beskar. And so it's not just him. He has to watch out for everyone because only one of them comes out at a time. And he's the one that's not been anymore. coming out. Yeah, and not anymore. But he's the one that's been... So he has all this responsibility on him to do correctly by both just himself and his clan. So that's how I was trying to interdo it for myself. But I completely was... By, as myself going oh man you got to come back for it in the th- when in the- he says like watch how you grab that when the tr- stormtrooper grabs it i'm like yeah you motherfuckers yeah <laughs> cut his hand off cut his hand off <laughs> just shoot it off no i knew that he wasn't i knew that he was going to go back for the baby because when he was in the mud and and that's in three episodes we accomplished that oh yeah when he was in the mud and he was going to die from that huge rhino looking monster thing and the baby went and it put out its what hand what did the baby do there you go and it put out its hand and stopped the rhino from coming. 
and he and he looked at the baby i'm like you're gonna go back for the baby like you're gonna just keep the baby we're gonna put it in a sling we're gonna just walk around oh my god i hope he i hope he cosmic ghost riders it and just yeah. has it in a papoose on his chest i don't know i was losing my mind that second episode opening with that little thing floating behind him like i was that was hilarious. that was like i was dying it was so funny you know one of our compatriots at the store keeps saying he wants him to have his death card of murder because the baby in Lone Wolf and Cub has a death cart yes. full of murder. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is Star Wars. That can easily be made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is Lone Wolf and Cub Star Wars style big time. And I'm here for it. I loved his siege. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know how it wasn't just guns a-blazing. It was shoot you, hide. Mm-hmm. Move around. Yeah. Shoot you, distract you, hide. It felt like a video game in a yeah. good way. Yeah, yeah. It was very good. It was, I, it was filmed well. I also hurt when I saw the stroller in the dumpster. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. I hope he went. He, he went back and he got it. No, that's part of his bounty. He oh. needs a new start. He, he, they were pulling heartstrings like nothing else with that with the, the child. Everything, every single yeah. thing that he they know used what his eyes doing. to he's, do. He's gonna, like, oh. ha- yeah, he's gonna have a cradle made of Beskar now. <laughs> I did like Damn. that. Before we close everything out, I will say I thought it was cool how at this point almost the entire trailer was just from the first three episodes. Oh yes. yeah, because I thought he wouldn't get his Beskar armor until the end of the series season. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you've already got it now. So oh, yeah. now it really is. You are on the run from a bunch of bounty hunters now. Oh, yeah. You're not just the bounty hunters. You're on, you're on the run from uh, Whatever's what's, left, of the what's Empire. left of the Empire. Um, the entire, I would like to see what the entire bounty hunter clan is. I'm sure they're going to go into that more. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for the, the clan to get wiped the fuck out even oh, further. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we haven't seen any real bounty hunters in the new trilogy. That yeah. means nothing because the new trilogy doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. But <laughs> you don't think that this will tie into that? No, I don't think so. I don't, know. I don't know. I think it might tie into Rogue One. Oh, no, not Rogue One because it's already happened. I, I think it'll tie into the New Order coming back. Maybe. I, I think that's what it'll tie into at the very end. Like uh, having some having some vision of or not vision, but you know sight him seeing them coming back in and going, huh? That's Would, interesting. I'm hoping they don't. I actually hope yes. that this stays kind of farther away from anything that's actually happened in the movies, so that we can we can build lore that can be peppered here and yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I actually hope they don't like not this season. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, hoping yeah. if there were supposed to be more seasons of this, which I'm assuming they are already they are. Were, uh, they're already okay. in the midst of doing because they're two. already doing yeah. it. Unless we're gonna go a la Marvel style where and some movie it directly impacts something mm-hmm. and you it's you know you won't even know until it's too late kind of a thing yeah i don't i almost don't want them to because i feel like this is very so far very well contained when well, you don't mm-hmm. have to the bounty hunter world isn't a world that's on a grand scale mostly it's it is the smaller dirty outer worlds mm-hmm. it doesn't ever have to touch the big movie stuff oh i completely ever. agree i, I preferably i don't want it to either yeah. i'm with you guys if at the most i want it to just be background superfluous stuff uh, which is why I think if there is anything in this up ep- in this season, it is him have just being witness to the new order yeah. coming back. That's it. Do you think we need and or will get a time skip specifically to to just age up the kid? No, I would say no. I, I wouldn't want it. I, mm, I myself would not either. Because yeah. it would have to be a significant time skip to age him up to be. I was about to say, yeah. they are sitting on gold right now yeah, exactly. with, with this Baby Yoda thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it will it will probably be this way for a while. If they're if they're smart, that's a constant marketable thing. I'm but, good with it. Right? I'm fine with this. Yeah. And by new order, I meant the first order. You get you. Yeah, you I got you. I just, I'm just saying it because I know, I know Ryan's going to be in the background going, it's, it's the first order, Brian. 
It's the first order. <laughs> uh, you know what? I continue to call almost everything the Empire because, you know, that's what they are. Yeah. So here we are. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, that was The Mandalorian. Pretty darn awesome. So Looking good. forward to even more episodes. This, I, I, this week's I, episode is Bryce Dallas Howard's episode. Oh, is it? directed, cool. so. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, yeah, I think that'll I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, as always, we record live upstairs inside of Tate's Comics, powered by our friends of 2000 Brigade. Hoot, hoot. Howdy. Hoot. No, please don't. Uh, <laughs> you can find us online <laughs> at Tate Talk Nine to Three. So which one? Which which voice was that one, Anthony? I bailed halfway. Oh, you bailed. Okay, all right. <laughs> at Tate Talk Ninety Three. Tater Talk 93. I like it. <laughs> See, it's the online saloon of Instagram at Tater Talk 93. Put the biscuits and gravy away, girl. Shut up. <laughs> and then, uh, as always, my name is Brian. I'm Anthony. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. That's right. Our special guest, Carlos. I thank know, you again thank you. for filling in Ka-chow. for Jen. And Jen is still in Tartarus. Jen can't see it, but I'm also wearing a red wig today. <laughs> it, it looks fabulous. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's the most beautiful wig I I've ever seen. I wish she would take some notes. <laughs> Damn. Damn. (laughs) Is it because his hair is so shiny? Exactly. (laughs) So beautiful. It's it's blinding my eyes. Uh, So have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.